0: Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. It's me, Jake. This is the Jake This Podcast. It's episode 113. I don't want to hurry. I'm I'm not in a hurry. I don't want to hurry. You can't hurry, love, ladies and gentlemen, and I I do love you and thank you for listening, but I've got to. I'm just home for... Two nights, and one of them's already gone, and I've got to fly to New York tomorrow. I'm going to be on the David Letterman Show. By the time you're listening to this, of course, it won't be tomorrow. I'm on the David Letterman Show um, Friday, September twelfth, two 2014. You can check that out. I'm going to post it on—well, they'll post it on the Internet, and then I'll have it on my website, jakethis.com, which is where you can check— For my live uh, comedy show appearances, I'm coming back to Austintown, Ohio. In a couple weeks, I'm going to be in Seattle at Laughs in Kirkland. I'm going to be at Western Illinois University I'm going to be at the Comedy Works in Denver in November. I'm going to be at the Comedy Works in Albany, New York in November. I'm going to be back at Zanies in Chicago. So check my website, com, for all the dates and all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter and Facebook and do do all of the things that you, that you do to know where I am. And then try and go there while I'm there so that... Uh, we can be together and you can watch a show and we'll have fun and we'll hopefully we'll all be putting food on our family, as the former president used to say. I think he said it once. But it's hard to let something like that go. It's hard for me. Okay. This week, I uh, my guest is Ryan Dalton, the very funny Ryan Dalton, Cleveland's own Ryan Dalton. He's about to move out to L.A., which he does talk about in this episode, which we recorded live on Sunday night before the show at Hilarities Comedy Club, there in Cleveland. Special thanks to Nick uh, Costas from Hilarities, who's been so great to me over the years and uh, was nice enough to help set this up. At the beginning of our little podcast show, the crowd is very small, and then other people arrive, and it becomes an actual small crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. We're still getting the hang of doing this uh, live, but it was great. Thank you so much to the people who came out. Thank you so much to Ryan Dalton for having this conversation. I enjoyed it. It's more fun to talk to another person when people are listening. Um, as I think we all know, if we've ever been to a dinner party, when you when you've got a couple people listening to you talk to a person, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good, not just not just important, but also special. And I think that's what we all crave, is to feel a little bit special. So I hope you feel special, because I'm talking to you right now, and then uh, I am going to feel that you are special the whole time. While you're listening to this conversation with Ryan Dalton, that that just means that while I'm doing whatever I'm doing from now on, I feel a little bit special because I know that you are secretly listening. Well, not even secretly. You may be, hey, why keep it a secret? You know, you can go on iTunes and review this thing, <laughs> and then and then maybe some more people will listen to it too. But uh, but I will know that you. I do know that you're listening. I do appreciate that you're listening. I'm now at this right now. I'm thanking you for listening. I'm also asking you to watch the David Letterman show, plus go on the internet. Follow follow everybody on Twitter and then update your Facebook status to indicate that you've done all of those things quickly before bedtime because we're running out of time we're not running out of time we got a lot of time we got a lot of time you're you're always going to uh, you're always going to be in the middle of something just don't forget that when you stop doing whatever it is you're doing to enjoy this conversation with Ryan Dalton thank you here we go I'm going to push the go button, and then I'm going to say, hey, everybody, welcome to the Jake This uh, Live podcast. We, we, it's a, kind of a light turnout, but I'm really excited that uh, we're doing this, Ryan, you're my guest. You yes, my I'm guest
1: excited Vandal. to be your guest
0: on the yeah. Jake This Podcast. It's great. It's great. And uh, I understand you've just come in. We're in Cleveland. Well, I guess I should say where we are because there are, people aren't here. I had thought that people would be here, and then you wouldn't have to tell them where they were, right. where we are, because right. they'd be here, but not here. So we're here in Cleveland at Hilarity's. Technically, we're not even inside Hilarity's Comedy Club. We're out here in the, uh, what do they call this?
1: What? This is the cabaret stage, the frolic cabaret, uh, cabaret stage, I should say. Okay. Well, it's nice to be here at the cabaret stage. Yes, it's very intimate. I like it. There's... Uh you know, you don't have to worry about having to fill a whole stadium full of people. Uh, instead, we're just w- worrying about trying to, to fill a quarter of a stadium of people. Yeah. It's a small, it's a smaller
0: smaller venue. Right. Yes. Smaller venue. Not quite. We could have even gone with a smaller venue
1: <laughs> this time. We could have done the green room office. Yeah. Or closet. Or your car. Yeah, we could have done my car. That would have been yeah. intimate. It's soundproof. I have only done one of my episodes from a car. But uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your day.
0: Oh, you, my god. Well, it's a Sunday. It's, it's a beautiful Sunday. Gorgeous Sunday. From, I was watching. I was on your website mm-hmm. watching some of your talking, right, professional talking, and that's how I get uh, updated with what you're up to. Right. And so I, w- I guess I had already known that you were married, so you're married. You're, you're still married.
1: Yes, still married. She still loves me. I don't me know too. how she puts up with this, but she how, does.
0: How can you be sure that she still loves you?
1: You know, I, I every day I just look in her eyes and then... When she's sleeping, I'll look through her phone to see if she's asked for help or advice from any friends. Mm -hmm. And then when I don't see that and then I see her eyes not darting to the right or left when I'm asking her questions, I assume she still loves me. And it's still an assumption.
0: Are you close enough to her that she couldn't get away? Because sometimes that darting eye thing only happens when you have them cornered. Ooh, that's a good point.
1: Uh, no, usually it's in bed. Probably shouldn't ask her when she's tired because she's also, like, passing out. She works third shift as a nurse, so oh, she always God. has the I'm exhausted excuse. And what, I mean, th- they keep worse hours than comedians. Who wouldn't be exhausted? Third shift is what time to what time? That's 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's a 12-hour S- shift. What?
0: What kind of... Uh, that, that seems too long. That's, she's a health care provider. A nurse is a health care provider, am I right? That's correct. And so people are depending on her to keep them alive in a situation where it's touch and go. Where, you know, most cases, like we had a nurse standing by here, it'd be pretty easy duty. Yeah. Because we're doing pretty great. But these ner- I'm, she's working at a place where there's sick people.
1: Oh, real sick people who can't even move themselves and... Uh... People that uh, do disgusting things that are probably they could probably go to the bathroom, but they just won't take themselves to the bathroom. And twelve hours of that a night. Yeah. What, what I'm saying
0: is, you don't want to be, you don't need help. Eleven hours in. To uh, that. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Because she's exhausted at that yeah. point. And is it like firemen, where she works a day
1: on or two days on, and then is and then is off for a couple days? Um, it is uh, similar to that, but. Being that she works for uh, a hospital that, you know, it's a, it's a great, it's the Cleveland Clinic here in uh, town. It's a world-renowned Cleveland Clinic. It's a famous place to go if you're sick. Yeah, Saudi Saudi royalty gets flown in here to get any sort of procedures done. That's how big of a deal it is there. And even they can't get the shifts down
0: to an eight-hour nursing shift. They're,
1: <laughs> they're like, yeah, we 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 flew all the way here and we got a tired nurse. Yeah, that's right. Super tired. Uh, but they pay cash. Can you imagine paying cash for a procedure? With no insurance, just throwing. Here's some money. Here, here's some uh, flying surgery money. Can you imagine that? Just showing up no. with a wad of cash and paying for your procedure? And no be, insurance. And it could be like 100 grand, 200 grand Easily. for the procedure. Easily. Wow. Yeah, she it's said good. that's her favorite floor to work. It's the VIP floor because in the VIP floor, you get. Uh, A nurse, like, do you have one nurse and it is for your room? Whereas if you're in a different wing, there could be one nurse for seven different patients, Mm -hmm. which is, she does not prefer that especially because she can be overwhelmed and, you you know uh, Well, if they all shit at once, she's in trouble (laughs) Yeah, and it's happened, I've asked her It's it's like, at some point you just feel like you're cleaning them after horses yeah, yeah. We,
0: would do, you, do they try and give you seven where, like, you got two really sick ones and two not-so-bad
1: ones and two are completely asleep? Uh, no. Uh, the only solace is that it's in the middle of the night, so you don't get a lot of people who are being admitted. That mm-hmm. usually happens during the day. Right. And that's, I, I've come to find out that's the most work when somebody's being admitted. So she's basically maintaining... Any sort of problems or or helping any sort of uh, patients that or maintaining their their care, whereas he's not bringing them in. Yeah. And uh, but that no, you would think they'd make it fair that way. Like you've got two bad ones, three okay ones, and these other yeah. ones are never going to bother you. They're going to be sleeping the whole time. But it, it doesn't work
0: like it's that. It's ge- geographic. Like you got seven close to each other. Yeah. Is that how it goes? Yeah. What in your station might be a long? Is it like waiting tables? See, at waiting tables. You're almost better off to be at the restaurant when your waiter has a few tables because then they're circulating past you on a regular basis. Right. When I wait at tables, the worst, you kind of get bad service when there's only one table in the waiter's section because he has to then figure out... If he, he's not just going to stand there by the table right? and be creepy, so he's <laughs> in the back kind of trying to lay low until you might need something. So sometimes you're out there thinking, well, I'd love some more water, an iced tea, or a biscuit. Yeah. Where is that guy? Meanwhile, he's in the back trying to have sex with the
1: hostess. Trying to buy some drugs off the dishwasher, you know? Yeah. Uh, the dishwashers... I, I, I feel like that's... The
0: dishwashers don't have drugs. They're broke. <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised I just did a corporate gig For uh, For uh, Applebee's And I made yeah. a joke And I was like Because they were staying At this hotel overnight And I said So what are you guys up to uh, you guys going to Get a few drinks And then uh, Do all the drugs You bought off the dishwasher And the whole place Died and I was like, I used to wait tables. I know how this works. And I looked over to the table of the heads of the organization, and they kind of had scowls. But the rest of these were all food service managers, and they were dying.
0: At the, the dishwashers table. do have drugs. Yes, they always have drugs. Wow. They're moonlighting, <laughs> yes. selling drugs. You would think that if they were making any money off the drugs, they would quit. Dishwashing is the worst job in the
1: restaurant. That's where I got my start. I, uh, my first oh, I job, I was, dishes. I was a dishwasher at a Chinese restaurant. And... Um, My, the people that worked there had been in the country longer, twice as long as I've been alive at that time. Yeah, and they, their English was horrible. Like it was to the point where like they just gave. I think they learned a couple words. Like you know this is too hard. Just stick us in the kitchen. Don't have us talk to anybody. And my, that's what you assumed that they were saying. Oh, they talked. My, they wouldn't call me by my name. They called me Boy. My name was Boy. Oh God. I know, right? It hurts me. My Who were you, name, boy? I was, <laughs> I was 16 or 17. I can't remember. Uh-huh. And uh, my boss's names were Papa-san and Mama-san. Not their real names. Not their real names. And Mama-san was the meanest human being alive. I couldn't, I couldn't get her to smile to save my life until one day I had uh, one of these big hotel trays full of all the dishes I just did. And I uh-huh. slipped on some fry grease.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I slipped on fried grease. And, uh, um, and all the dishes went up like like a Bugs Bunny cartoon in like the air. They went, up, they went fly, straight up, up flying a a up in slow motion. Yeah. I fall on my back, and they all land on my head. Like, I mean, it was just... Like, it hurt a lot. And that was the only time I just hear... <laughs> <laughs> and she was pointing and covering her mouth. And, and broken dishes, too. So yeah, broken she, dishes. She thought that was worth it. She's potentially facing a workman's
0: comp claim, and she's lost dishes. But your pain That's was right. worth
1: it. All of that, but I learned something about comedy that day is that uh, Bugs Bunny animated type violence is funny no matter what culture you're from. <laughs> well, and I always assumed
0: it was only funny because it was happening to cartoons, but <laughs> no, or, or like violence. when you're watching The Three Stooges and it happens, you know, they're not really hitting each other in the face or poking each other in the eye. You actually did fall down and hurt yourself, yes, and she thought it was funny.
1: And this is and this is the exact, exact same thing is pretty much all I look at at YouTube. I'm a college educated, grown adult. Uh, I, I've, I've read many I've read many cla- of the classics, but nothing makes me laugh harder than people falling on their face.
0: When you want to feel good about yourself, Google epic fail. Yeah. <laughs> and just click play. Yeah, totally. You're going to be happy. Yeah. You're going to be happy. I don't like the – some of the skateboarding ones are tough because you can – people, it looks like they really did get hurt. Yeah. Like they'll laugh at each other. When you know that that guy broke his leg
1: Yeah, it's uh, th- those are the worst, those are the most squeamish I don't like to see bones protruding or anything like that I don't like that But the ones where people knew they shouldn't have been doing certain things And they, they set it up to be dumb And then they right. fail at it They're like, you, you deserve to get laughed at Well, and sometimes it's best case scenario You're going to get hurt mm-hmm. Even if you do this Even if you
0: do what you think you're trying to do right now Right, It's going to hurt
1: uh, Fat people falling, always funny Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will never laugh, nor have I ever laughed or made fun of somebody who 's overweight and trying to exercise i think i 'm always like I'm, yeah right i 'm always like you 're trying I think that 's a good thing yeah, i should never I will never take somebody down a peg if they 're trying at something
0: i don't i don 't like to uh, make fun of or or even kind of ridicule people with less than perfect bodies wearing skippy outfits at the beach because I feel like why not why don 't they get some vitamin D Yeah, yeah it?
1: they' sure sure right. well, let's uh, let's definitely give them some the the vitamin they, they desperately need uh, i mean here it's here it's a little different uh, i i can't i was very so when I was out in Los Angeles uh, recently, I was very self conscious about myself because i uh I look terrible compared to everybody out there. I just—I don't think you look that bad, but you're fully clothed, right? Yeah, now. fully clothed. When I take my clothes off, I look like I have some sort of allergic reaction to something. And you're very fair skinned. Yes, yes. very, very fair skinned. Very fair skinned. And everyone out there is uh, tan and,
0: and ripped, or except during the Rose Bowl, because then Midwesterners come out and they all want to go to the beach, even though it's January, they want to go swimming, and it's free. The water is freezing, and they're pink already. Yeah, they're pink. To start with, and then they get in the
1: freezing cold water,
0: and they really turn
1: pink. Oh, Pacific. That Pacific Ocean is misleading to people who don't know any better. You're thinking, I'm on the beach. It's going to be great. You get in there. It is colder. It is like a melting iceberg.
0: That's how cold it is. Yes, especially in the winter. In the summertime, it warms up to just cold. (laughs) But uh, in the wintertime, it's that kind of ice cream headache cold (laughs) where where it just hurts. If you get your head wet, it hurts. Right. Yeah. Anyway... So do you? So you are married. You're married to a nurse, which is handy. Does that come in handy if you're if you're having any problems?
1: If I'm sick, it's definitely great to get a diagnosis instantaneously. And and this is this is even saying I live across the street from a Walgreens and a CVS, one of those minute clinics you can go in and get mm-hmm. a diagnosis. I mean, it's pretty great. She already knows what you need and what you need to get, and you know. Uh, so she can she can pretty much cure your cure your ails instantaneously. Knock out anything that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, and but also on the flip side of that, like I had a cough, and she's like, "You don't have any other symptoms besides your cough? That could be bad." I'm like, "What do you mean that could, that could be, be bad? What do you mean okay. that could be? What, what do you mean it could be bad? It's like, well, I'm just saying if you don't have any other symptoms of a cold, you know, it could be like, you, you know, you might want to go to the doctor and get a chest X-ray." I'm like, "Ah." A
0: chest x-ray. Yeah. I like, don't think anybody really needs a chest x-ray until you've, you've kind of gone down the road a little bit. That's move one with her?
1: Uh, well, it's that and my own paranoia because I lost a couple people in my family to uh, cancer. So that I've already got a paranoia about right. it. And then she adds to it with the, you should get that checked out. Like it's, it's the lowering of the voice and the seriousness of the yeah. eyes. And I'm like, go away, cough. Go away. I know it's nothing. I know it's nothing. I've lived this long, but uh, luckily the cough is going away. Oh you have it now. I have it now but it's going away. Yeah. But it's probably something serious that I
0: can't catch from you because it's yeah. not cold. It's yeah, it's, totally. it's cancer or something. Yeah. Okay, so I feel safe.
1: Yeah. Good. I like to keep my cancer to myself.
0: Yeah, well, do you know the the, uh, the Tasmanian devils that's evidently a, a real animal and not just a oh, yeah. cartoon thing. They've got these they've got these face um, tumors They've got these cancers on their face that it turns out are contagious. Like, they're giving them to each other. They bite bite each other a lot. You know, they fight and play like dogs, only they're meaner. Right. And they bite each other in the face, and then this tumor grows on the other one. They did tests, and they found out it's all the same cancer that they all have. So... I'm here so hoping that you don't have that with your
1: cough and I'm not getting it. Well she keeps asking me about that cough. I'm gonna bite her in the face. Is what is what I'll do. <laughs> it's a good policy. I'll show her. Just a gentle face bite. I don't even know if <laughs> Love was you, that. honey, nibble
0: nibble. I haven't I have never been in a, in a sex thing where where there was biting going on.
1: You? Uh I have Um, I have I've been the biter And I've been the bitee, But I'm never like chomping I'm never like Trying to turn someone Into a zombie With my powerful bite It's just a little A little little nibbling Yeah I don't prefer it Because I don't like Marks or anything Like I'm still of the I don't want anybody To see hickeys You know I don't want to see that Because you can't explain it There's no other explanation For like A bite on your neck You didn't fall On your neck weird Something bit you. You fell on... Maybe your dentures. You had your dentures (laughs) by the bedside. You got up. It was dark. You slipped. And you...
0: You bit yourself in the neck with your teeth. Yeah, you're right. You don't... You never accidentally... But I'm not into the whole pain. The pain, bondage, the hurting, the pretend we're... Pretend I'm... Strangle me? Choke me? What about choke me? Uh, You know that, right?
1: I never got... I I remember the first girlfriend I had in college, she asked me to do it. And I was so paranoid. Because I just... I know how clumsy I am and unathletic. I always was scared that I would choke her and Mm -hmm. I'd lose my balance and all my weight would come down on my hand. And then I'd end up breaking her throat. Then I'm on the run. You know, I got to get out of town.
0: Right. Right, because and it's uh, hard to even maintain re- an erection during
1: those kind, that kind of scenario that you're <laughs> spooling out. Oh, yeah, it's in definitely like, so what's right. wrong? I'm like, I don't know. You kind of want me to murder you. I think it's really yeah. getting in the way of what's happening. That, to me, is the weirdest part about it. Is like, I, I just, why, why is it sexy? Why is murder sexy to
0: you? Yeah. And how do you expect me to sleep now that I know that?
1: Like, what went wrong that you need to be restrained
0: during this? Mm hmm. Yeah. What can happen? So. Children? Do you have children now?
1: No. No, we don't. Uh, and uh, as far as that goes, it, the discussion of, of, ch- of children usually uh, begins like this. We'll be sitting on the couch, and she'll look at me, and I'll go, and she'll be like, do you want kids? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you want kids? And, eh, uh, you no. Know, and that'll be it. There's no okay. real pressure. The way you describe that, too, it seems like you just sat there for about an hour in total silence, yeah. and then she says that. Well, usually the TV's yeah. on. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, there's no real pressure. I don't think it's it's something. Yeah, I guess we would do, but it's not something we I've ever wanted. You know, I've, not, I've mm-hmm. never been like I'm. I have to have. I have to have more of me running around. I've I never thought that. I way. didn't think I
0: didn't think I was the guy who wanted kids. But then once you have a kid, yeah, it's they're pretty fun. Yeah, I hear the game has changed once you have. Them. But if you if you don't have them, you don't miss them, and and also <laughs> you're going to be in a world of hurt while your wife is uh, at work for twelve hours right. at night, and you're dealing with the baby
1: well that was the thing and i know this sounds so silly but the uh we made a big decision and we're going to be moving out to los angeles here pretty soon because i'm getting tired of just being away from her all the time and i was like if you're going to be there i kind of want to be in los angeles because that way i can still at least do what i do and at least be able to see you a lot more yes yeah and that's why I want to do that.
0: I, I lost track in that story of who was talking,
1: who was the you? Oh, chef? me. That was her talking to you? Yeah. We were talking to her. We, we came to a decision. She's like, what do you want to do? It's like, I'm getting tired of going everywhere, being gone for, I mean, the last two years I was gone for four, for four months in a row, and then I come home. Oh, that's too much. Yes, yeah, too much. And I was just like, you know what? we got to re- figure this out, because I either need to stop doing comedy, or I need to figure out a way to do comedy where I can see you more. and. hmm and that we we came to let's go out to Los Angeles. If you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. So either you're gonna stop doing comedy, you're not gonna stop doing. Comedy. I don't want to stop, but it's also that thing of like ah, I hate it when I'm gone and I'm gonna I hate it's it's one thing. Look, I don't mind bombing someplace. <laughs> I don't. Because it's part of the creative process, but at least after I bomb and I'm starting to feel, I can at least go sleep in my own bed at the end of the night after like doing an overnight bombing somewhere. during. No, this. but I did. I did. That was the thing that I wanted
0: to ask you about. But, but uh, that practical joke oh, on your so brutal on your yeah. website where the the host tells the audience not to laugh at you, and you go on, and they're just sitting there, and you're sort of it's. Like this implosion Maybe it's because I'm a comedian no. I don't know if people who aren't comedians Can detect that feeling of Because you don't say out loud Like no. holy cow Because you change gears Like you do your first joke And it's like okay And then you do your second thing Which is a joke about where you are And they don't buy that And then you just go okay I'm going I'm going nuclear I'm right. telling the joke that I know is going to work <laughs> And then they don't do that <laughs> And right as you're up there Kind of just
1: caving in on yourself the MC comes up and tells you. That was the best practical joke, and that's why I put it on. Like, a lot of people, I remember the headliner was like, if they pull that on me, I, I will walk out of this club. I can't believe it. I thought it was great. It was a fantastic joke because they totally they totally got me. I thought I was the worst comic in the world. I'm stuck in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm, in, in that moment, as you see me on stage, I'm assessing my career decisions in the middle of delivering jokes. And I'm just like, it's over. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Was I, that at
0: the end of the week or was that the first show?
1: It was first show Friday on April Fool's Day. I should oh, have known man. better.
0: Yeah, you should have known better. But <laughs> who would have thought that they would have done? That? And, I, and, it, and it had to be hard for the audience too, because you're funny and you're telling, you're saying things that are joke. They're surprised. Like if they're listening, you they. Laugh. Some people did
1: laugh. Yeah, some people did. And that's the thing that really got me. After the joke and the reveal had been done, I was sitting like, how easy was it for you not to laugh at what I was saying? Are you going to not find me funny the rest of this act? I I, I, I had the sweats the whole rest of that show, even though I was doing well after the fact. You're on edge. Yeah, yeah. you're on edge. Well, but that's the thing. Most people kind of... Ha- that make
0: me laugh, attitude that, right. that people sort of jokingly say. Well, you better be funny, or better make me laugh. It's like, look, I can't make you laugh. It's like you, if you're resisting me, it's not going to work. You have to surrender. You have to decide that you're going to have a fun time at the comedy show. Otherwise, it won't work. Right. You can't. Don't come in and just try and see if you can not be entertained. That's a waste of your money, <laughs> and it hurts my feelings. Right. So, but you're that. So you bomb then, but you're not
1: bombing all the time. No, you're
0: but not be I, what, comedy. I was,
1: what I was trying to refer to is there's those times when you're on the road and it's like Thursday or Friday and things are not going your way or you're getting through, but it's like. You're a plow. It's a long weekend. It's not coasting. You're plowing through eight feet of of snow and, and obstacles to get to the end of your set. And you know that there's three more days and you're sitting here like, why am I all the way out here in this town that no one has ever heard of? Like, what am I doing? Why am I away from my wife right now? Uh, yeah, well, you do. Uh, you, know, you
0: get lonely. I, I get lonely sometimes. Ooh, so brutal. Sometimes, and, and sometimes it is a pleasure. This job is mostly not this job that we're doing right now. This job, <laughs> I don't even understand. i don't know what this is either. But
1: some people did show up, so I feel good about that. I mean, uh, we're basically two men having a conversation, and people want to witness and people that. People are watching. The us game through. has changed. Well, I. This is what uh, this is what the
0: future could be. Because the actual doing comedy shows is hard. You have to think that stuff up and write it down and remember it and perform it a certain way. But this is just talking, the idea that you could just go somewhere and talk for an hour and people could listen to you, I, I'm, I'm loving the idea of it. I don't know if it's scalable, you know, if we can really build this up to a full time thing. But I would like it.
1: Yeah, well, we're off, we're off to a good start. We've got uh, about 1,200 people here. They're very silent. <laughs> yeah. 1,200. illusion. If we had the audience mic a little better, you'd be able to <laughs> hear them. That's right. Roaring. Unfortunately, you cannot hear their cheers. If I could ask you... They're doing you do the that, wave right now.
0: Please, yeah, stop with the wave. That's what's, that's what's distracting me <laughs> yeah. right now. So, no kids, you are thinking about
1: moving to the same city with your wife, though. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's uh, good. Both of us. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I really... I really enjoy it out there, and I always liked I always liked seeing the photos of you that you would take, you know, with your kids or you know, just you know, where, where you live, the beautiful beach and stuff nice. like that. Well, it's sunny there. It's it not is cold incredible. It's terrible. It's incredibly here. beautiful out
0: there. But as you're getting on in years, maybe it's not such a good idea to move so far away from the Cleveland Clinic.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point.
0: I uh, mean, you're not a Saudi sheikh going to be flying back here from LA with a suitcase full of money to pay for your whatever operation. That's right.
1: Well, the, we're hoping she gets a job at, let's say, a UCLA. You know, that'd sure, be a nice, a good, that'd be a, a nice hospital, that'd be a yeah. nice place for her to work. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, yeah, of course. And uh, you know, things that the warranty is out, I'm starting to lose. I'm starting to need more maintenance on things. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm on
0: board for that. I'm on board for that. Now, as a uh, as a husband's. Are you doing family vacations with your wife? Yeah,
1: Where's absolutely. You? And she insists upon it. I was never a vacation person, mainly because I, I feel like this job is kind of a vacation at times. You get to go to new places and do new things. Cry yourself to sleep. Cry yourself to m. sleep. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, but there are great parts to it. And uh, so I never really took them. It wasn't something that was important. But she insists on it. And I don't blame her. There's no argument there. So we usually go to Mexico to an all inclusive or something like that. And that's what oh, she really? likes to do. We're not very doers. On vacations We're very much The biggest stress is What's the first drink Out of the pipe In the morning We need to know What that is Like we, we, where's the next Beach it's, chair it's, We have to get The best beach
0: chair It's weird that she works In a hospital And she wants to take A vacation that is like Being in a
1: hospital Like <laughs> a party it's hospital like like,
0: just take care of me yeah. You can't crap your pants In a place like that And have yeah. them clean it up though not at Club Med. They don't have that level of service. Or, Well, they, I bet they do. They do. I bet they do have some Saudi chic area where it's just you can do whatever well, you want. Well, it's
1: Mexico, so you need about $5, really. Is it <laughs> $5? and You can split that over a course of a week. Could I get the diaper service, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, that.
0: like that. We only get the diaper service at night. At the daytime, we go to the bathroom. But at night, who's, you don't want to get up and do
1: Yeah, that. no. Yeah. Come on. I just have the boy come in and
0: That's what the beach off. is for. You go to the beach. You use it on the beach. In Mexico, yeah, they're not as clean with their beaches. You can't poop in the ocean in California. No. They
1: don't like it. Mm -mm.
0: You could. Sure, you could.
1: I mean, I would if I saw one of those sharks out there. I probably would poop in the ocean. Did you did you,
0: you see this story? I think it was just a couple months ago. This guy was surfing near the pier, and someone was fishing off the pier, and they caught a shark. It hooked him in the mouth, and the the shark... Through the hook and was so pissed off that it just bit the nearest thing who happened to be the surfer and the surfer it's got a hold of him and the surfer guy just grabs its nose and pushes it up and gets it off of him I think I'd get eaten in that
1: situation yeah I would I definitely uh, that, or or my move would I would be running and I would just be running with a shark just in the air like floating beside me, just biting. I wouldn't think to do that to get whatever was biting off me. I would just want to be out of his element, the water, and I would now be on. I would now be on the beach with the shark just on the side. Get him onto land. Because I know once you got off, like, where are you gonna go now? Where are you going now? It goes. You gotta bury yourself. If you can get
0: the sharks onto land, your chances of survival go way up. Way up. But uh, it's getting them on land that's yeah. the tricky part. If always when you're swimming, if you're attached. By some kind of harness to a helicopter that
1: can lift you out of the <laughs> <Right>. water.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a great safety device. But again, that's a Saudi-chic type of a solution. Right.
1: I swam the 100 breast in high school, so I'm pretty sure I could do it. Yeah? Yeah. I was pretty good. You think you could... Because dra- you got to swim to the
0: beach and then drag the shark out. It's not it's not as easy. I don't no. think it's as easy as you're making it out. No.
1: I, I want to believe in my ability, but maybe I'm exaggerating. Have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? Uh, no, I haven't. I've avoided that. I've come very close. <laughs> what, what does that mean? You I was just, in an aquarium, and I saw some jellyfish No uh, I, uh, I, was, I was walking on the beach, and you know they, they beached themselves like anything. I was a little kid, yes, and they just, just, they were just all over the beach, and I had no idea, and I was just haphazardly wobbling around these jellyfish while my dad was watching in horror because he knew. I just needed to fall down or trip, and I was just covered in these. You're in the
0: minefield of jellyfish.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did he go? Stop! Don't move. He didn't say anything. He was doing the thing of like, if I say something, then you'll be scared. And when you're scared, you'll do some panicky movement. So he waited until I had just haphazardly come to this minefield and then told me after the fact. He said, you see those those little uh, pools of those shiny little pools? Those are jellyfish, and you don't want to touch them. You, You get stung, and it hurts really bad. And I remember as a little kid going, like, why didn't you tell me before I walked through these things?
0: Yeah, well, you'd like to have that kind of a dad.
1: I respect his strategy, though. I respect his strategy. Because even if I did get stung by the jellyfish, he'd be like, well, you learned about jellyfish today, didn't you, son? <laughs> that's, what, that's the dad you had? Yeah, he was. He, he was very pragmatic. Lot. Yeah. You're supposed to pee on him.
0: Have you yeah. heard that? I got stung by a jellyfish when I was on vacation. Not, And it was not in a supervised pen like where you go on vacation. It was, a, it was We were just loose in Costa Rica at a beach. And I stepped on this thing. I think it was a jellyfish. I don't even know what it was. But I, my, I, I said to my wife, you're supposed to pee on it. And she was able to pee on my foot on the beach. On command? Yeah. She, had, she was ready to go. I peed before we went in the ocean, but this is the kind of person I married. She pees after she goes into the ocean.
1: So did you think first maybe I should pee on my own foot? Or were you like... I would have if I could have.
0: Yeah, I would have. That's how, that's how I was brought up. <laughs> You know, be self-reliant, be self-sufficient. If you can solve your own problem, then do that. So then, you
1: had a solution, but you were dehydrated
0: is yeah. what happened. I said, I, I need to pee on my foot, but I can't. Can you help me out? And she could. Yeah. Because she's she's not from the United States, so she was ready to pee on my foot. I feel like, now this may be, I don't want to be prejudiced against Americans, but I, just, I feel like a lot of the American women that I have dated would not... Be interested in peeing on my foot? Or, or they might be interested, but they're not. They're not going to do it at the beach.
1: I think that if that happened to me, uh, after my wife peed on my foot, I'd probably look to separate from her because I don't. I was like, I don't like how easy that was for you to do to me. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm been glad my pain's gone, but I'm now disgusted by for peeing on me. Well, she didn't laugh with glee or have an orgasm or anything. <laughs>
0: she just she just peed. It was not a. It wasn't. It was okay. It was okay, and I didn't laugh or have an orgasm. Did the pain either. go away immediately? It went away immediately. That's incredible. Yeah, it it's, it was weird that it worked. But it hurts so bad that you will do anything. Like if I had heard you got a crap on your foot, I would have done that. That's how bad it hurt. <laughs> that's just a, I just made that up. That's Man. a wives' tale. Please, if anyone's listening, that's not a don't, don't crap on don't your crap spouse's on your foot. foot. Don't do it. But if you're into it, you know that's your business. If you're at home.
1: And, uh, Go for In it. fact, that's known as a Cleveland steamer. Did you know that? I thought that was just if you crap on someone's chest or it's any crap on them anywhere. That's a Cleveland steamer. I don't know. I'm not really into the, the whole crap terminology, but I usually when somebody's getting crapped on, uh, somebody goes right to the Cleveland steamer. Yeah. I had heard of the
0: Cleveland steamer, but I always thought it was a
1: made-up thing and that no one actually I think really if you, did that. I think
0: if you crap on somebody's foot, it's called a botched punt. <laughs> Hey, I don't I I don't understand that one all the way, but I but I do I like botched punt's funny. That's yeah, it is the T H sound, N yeah. T sound. Yeah. Botched punt. Scotch punt. <laughs> so I'm trying to think about the ones yeah. now.
1: So you've never gone camping. Have you gone camping? Oh I used to love camping. I was a Boy Scouts. I went camping. I still have my tent and my sleeping bag. When I first started doing comedy I used to travel around with a tent and sleeping bag because of all the horror stories I'd heard from other road comics. Like, I drove seven states to get to this gig, and when I got there, there was a padlock on the door, and I had no money for a hotel. So I just said, I'll just drive around with a tent and a sleeping bag in case this happens to me. Man, you're de- that's
0: a dedicated comedian. That's that's when I would have thought about getting out of
1: show business <laughs> when it's like, really? I'm taking a tent in yeah. a sleeping bag? Because I figured I'm like, well, if this happens, I know how to set up a tent and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable around it, but I never hap- it never had to happen, but I was ready.
0: But you're a self-reliant guy like me. I think you totally would have peed on your own foot if yeah. it came to it.
1: If I had it, but I mean, that's the horror of realizing that like I'm dehydrated. I'm going to have to ask this woman who I think is gorgeous to mm-hmm. do something I don't even want her to do in front of me at home. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a watch, watch my spouse. Eat. I'm not a let's have a conversation while you take a dump kind of person. I'm not that. Well, that's, those are two different things very, in my book. Oh, really? Very different things, huh. yes. I don't like the whole just being in the bathroom, someone's going to the bathroom.
0: Well, your wife is a nurse, so maybe you know this already, but urine is a filtered out product from your blood. That's it comes right. from your kidney. It's not a digestive tract thing. Right. Like poop <laughs> is seriously bad. Urine is sterile when it comes out. Poop. Mm-mm. No, not sterile. A lot That's of terrible. diseases in there. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> you want to stay away for a nice cup of hot whiz? I would take that over Cleveland Steamer any day. All right. Yeah. Learn just to just today. to spell it out for everyone who's here. And how's that pizza? Good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've been going camping. Camping is a vacation that you do once you have a kid, right? And that's so we've been doing that. Or I suppose, I suppose some couples go camping. We, my wife and I did camp while we were on our way to pick our kid up from summer camp. So we camped as a couple, and we we did have sex in the tent, but it wasn't optimal, you know, because it's you're out you're outdoors and you don't have running water nearby, and you know it it wasn't the best. Uh, that's. What, are you with me? I'm with you. Yeah, and then we picked up. Uh, we picked up our kid, and she didn't want to go camping with us. I, I feel like camping is sort of a. You just get dirty, and you feel sad when that's it's over. All, You know, you feel sort of good about being outside, and it's fun to wake up in nature. But a lot of times, you're camping right next to other people who are camping. Like you're sleeping in a a cloth. Bag, yeah. Right next to other people who are sleeping in a cloth bag. Like, I'm closer to people when I'm camping a- asleep than I am when I'm in my house asleep. And I live in a city.
1: And if you're around a bear, that bear's looking at that tent like a filo dough wrap pastry.
0: They can get into those things like nobody's business. Yeah. I was watching a, the TV in the hotel today, and there, there was a video where they were showing how a bear could tear open a car door. Like, they just get their their claws in there, and they, tear, they, just, they can tear a car open. So a tent, like they don't even taste the tent. It's not even a matter of opening the tent. The tent is like a tortilla on a burrito. They can eat the tent. They're just going to eat the tent.
1: Another great dad story. Uh, when, my, when, we, when I was a kid, <laughs> we went camping, and we were out there in the Appalachian Mountains, and there was a, a bear. I, was, I slept through this whole thing. A uh, bear was making moves toward the tent, and my dad was outside the tent. Lord knows what he was doing. And he saw this bear, and he chased the bear off. <laughs> Your dad chased a bear he away? He chased the bear off. Wow. And my mom was freaked out, my sister, and I just snored through this whole thing. I'm totally willing to cut him some slack on that jellyfish jump- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Just He said it was, if I didn't go after that bear, he would have just eaten you all, and, and I had to chase him off, so he chased him off. Well wait a minute Now now I'm
0: really thinking this story through And this is a story that your father told you About something that happened while you were asleep
1: Oh my mom My mom told me the story the next uh, day Actually they retold it because I was so young They retold it to me And I remember after that, we never went camping as a family ever again after that event. Because I I would go camping with my dad, and I was also in Boy Scouts. We went camping in time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how can we never go camping with Mom anymore? And then he retold the story. And I didn't understand the severity of it because I was so young. But he retold the story with all the details. I'm like, so what you're saying is a bear was was about to go snout first into that tent. It was menacing. Yeah, it it was was coming through. And he just... Grabbed Wait, a lamp in the lamp and a tent, stick. You're in the tent and my not sister, not in the tent. My sister, my mother, and I are in the tent, and he was not in the tent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. I,
0: I, I've lost my interest in camping a little bit now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like snakes. I'm scared... To death of snakes, and you went in uh, California, imagine, camping. We went in California, but, they don't, but they, they don't talk to you about snakes, but they do have bear boxes. They do have these big metal boxes, and they say
0: you've got to put everything in the bear right. box before you go to sleep, everything that bears would like to eat, like anything that's with scent in it, like yeah. your toothpaste or lip balm or anything. Well, my wife freaked out because she had gone to sleep with her lip balm in her pocket, and I said, well, honey, we, you smell like that anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> At some point, <laughs> right. there's, it's a small enough thing that smells like perfume. You'd smell like that, your shampoo. Right. I mean, we should all just be rubbing ourselves with something. Oh, I don't know what you rub yourself with. I think bears like terrible stuff. I mean, they'll run around in garbage.
1: Yeah. Did you cook while you were out there? Yes. Yeah. Like on a campfire. That's the other thing about camping is cooking at home is one thing where you're like, oh, i got to make this whole meal and this prep. It is so much harder when you're camp. There's so much more cleaning and putting out of fires and... And safety involved And you could spill something and scald yourself And my wife is a real
0: kind of health conscious uh, Organic everything kind of cook at home And right. so I was really not looking forward to going camping Because <laughs> she would bring the, Like she wouldn't want to bring it and make it all there I, right. The thing was like, why don't we just make the chili at home And then freeze it And then on the second day when it's liquid again We can just heat it up and eat it Right, Or eat it cold, I'll eat it cold I don't have to heat up the chili. And she finally has come around to that way of thinking because, yeah, it's a pain. you got two little burners and tiny little pots, and it's dark, and you brought the wrong flashlights. Camping is not. The best thing about camping is it's cheap. Yeah. You know? It's not like – because my, my wife's – it's either camping or really nice hotel. Right. And I, while I like really nice hotel better, when money's no object – I'm not a Saudi prince. Right. And I'm saving up for that surgery. <laughs> I have to fly back here. I don't have the right kind of insurance, I don't Yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Do you have health insurance?
1: Uh, yes, now, and it's great. I look at health insurance. Uh, I, 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 I look forward to making appointments to go to the doctor. I've never... In my life, I've always been like, I'm going to avoid the doctor, avoid the doctor. Now, I just go in there. I'm like, oh, yes, I'll take my $30 copay. Go ahead. Fine. Prescribe. Do everything. If you, any time you feel bad, you go. Yeah, I'll go. I'm going to go into this here, and I'm just realize that uh, money's really not an option here. I, I almost wave it with the same type of cockiness that a person would try to get pulled over for a DUI who is completely sober. I'm just like, go ahead and get me, buddy. Go ahead. I got nothing. There is such a thing as reckless driving, though.
0: You can, right, if you're driving crazy, you get pulled over, and you That's go, "I'm not drunk." They go, away still, you're on the wrong side." But of the you road.
1: always secretly hope that it's uh, Saturday night. You're driving home, and you get pulled over. You lie, You just kind of at a DUI checkpoint. You're just sober as a priest. You're like, nope, haven't had a drop. You want to brag about your sobriety to a cop? Yeah, like yeah. it's impressive to yeah. you. I'm feeling really good. Are you drunk. feeling good? Saturday night,
0: I'm not drunk. Can you yeah. believe it? Can you believe I it? can't believe it. I know it's unbelievable, but uh, hey, man,
1: as well, long as we're talking,
0: I don't know what happened. Yeah, let me blow into the thing. Give me the thing. Yeah,
1: I'd like to blow in it. While we're here, yeah, let's just see what I am. Let's see what it's like when I haven't had any drinks. Yeah, I, I went to the doctor recently. I had a, I had a little mole. Uh, I had it frozen off my head. Because it was a little, it was like a, a bump here, and it kind of looked. Is was it right here in the middle of your forehead? Yeah, it was right forehead? here. Yeah, and distracting. Uh, my my dad had had some skin stuff taken off, some benign stuff, and mm-hmm. it was just funny because I remember the doctor going, "Well, we have this thing, and it could be nothing, just an age. Just something you get older, you get. And the other one it could be a precancerous thing. Would you want me to freeze that off?" I'm like. Are you asking me if I want yeah, you to take yeah. the precancerous thing? Yes, I want you to do that.
0: Well, that precancer is the funny. I used to, because I had that same thing at the dermatologist. We have the precancer, and you freak out because pre- yeah. they say cancer, but they don't say cancer. They said precancer. So, in best case scenario, we're precancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's how. I, that's where I'm trying to stay. Yeah. Precancer. But I just had a couple things cut off my face too, and I went into because it was at the dermatologist. I went in because I had this foot fungus from camping. Yeah, I got a camping. <laughs> camping socks, man. Oh, it was terrible. And we were we're out there, and I took off my boot, and I realized like the between my toes was liquefying. It was, oh, it was really. Oh, you it got was toe rot. I had toe rot, and I had been wearing socks, these wool socks and boots, all day because we were hiking, and it was toe rot, and I didn't have any medicine, so I start I began to pee on my foot. I peed. On my <laughs> That's my, that's my one-stop solution to everything. So I'm, I'm just peeing on my foot to see if it gets better, but it didn't get better. And then when we finally got back to civilization, I went to the dermatologist, and he gave me some multi-spectrum um, ointment because he said, here's just as a now now it's health talk, but... Uh, he said once the fungus gets in there Once the skin gets broken Then you can have the fungus You got bacteria or viruses You can have all kinds of stuff can go party in there And you get a cocktail of horribleness And that's what he said was going on So anyway he gave me this cream that knocked it out I still have some left if you, if you want to try it yeah. um, But I went, into the, I went into the dermatologist for that This is how these guys are First of all I had to get someone to recommend him because I was only in town for a couple of days. My I thought—I thought I had flesh-eating virus or something. Oh, it was really horrible. And so, my manager got me into this guy, Beverly Hills dermatologist, very nice guy. But he comes in. There's something wrong with his vision or something because he had that, like jeweler's thing where it's the—it's it, like part of a welder's helmet. Yeah, yeah. Glasses in it, and and then his eyes were a little bit kind of weird also. So he might have had a slight vision. I hope he's not listening to this because um, he is a comedy <laughs> fan. But he was, he was very nice. And, and But he's taking a look at my foot, and then he goes, oh, you know, you got a couple little things on your face. Also, maybe, do you want me to cut those off while you're here? <laughs> yes. It's like you know, one-stop shopping. And I'll give you a full – why don't I give you a full-body scan for, for skin cancer? And so I said, okay. And then, of course, I, it turned out I had to pay – You know, it was like $120 for him to just look at me in my underpants, which usually – well, you go to Mexico, you can get that for a lot cheaper <laughs> down there. Yeah. But he, yeah, so he cut the things off my face. And then I it, I felt like he took some pretty big divots. Like you can see, they're, yeah, still, I see it. they're still healing a little bit. But, you know, I didn't really think like those glad he, he got this knife and he injected me with the knife. It was like a curved blade thing. And he cut a couple slices out. Ugh. And then he sent him in to get, you know, biopsied. biopsied, right. And he said, if you hear from me, it's bad. But if you don't hear from me, everything's okay. <laughs> So far, so good. So far, so good. So far, so good. good. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I think it's okay. I'm
1: surprised he didn't prescribe no camping.
0: (laughs) That's up to the individual. I'm (laughs) I'm prescribing. I'm prescribing a little break from the camping.
1: Yeah, I just he just got some. uh, uh, My dermatologist got some of that liquid nitrogen and just sprayed it in my head Mm -hmm. and just ripped it off. That was the end of it. He's like, "All right, I was in and out in 20 minutes." Wow. Yeah, 20 minutes. I also years. I also went to the dentist, which is something I've avoided. The you have dental, dental insurance. Too. Oh, it's the best. Those are two separate things. Uh, the last time I had dental work, I went to Case Western has a dental school here, and I went there, and basically you're paying nothing, or, or maybe a couple hundred bucks. That's it. But and then they do everything. But the 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 trade off is you're going to be in a chair for eight hours while a student. Is working on your teeth with mm-hmm. another dentist looking over their shoulder. Yeah. So no matter how much Novocaine they put in your gums, at the end of the day, you've had your mouth wide open for eight hours, and so you have a sore jaw for a good week and a half.
0: I don't like the dentist anyway because I'm always afraid. Even though I have the Novocaine, they're gonna they're gonna hit something. So I'm always I'm always kind of tense.
1: never relax.
0: I'm in an isometric exercise muscle contraction. I
1: time. saw that that Dustin Hoffman movie The Running Man or whatever is that what it's Marathon called Marathon Man Marathon Man and they have that uh, they have that <laughs> scene safe
0: where he's torturing him
1: yeah. yeah I can't get it out of my head I should have never saw that movie that's gonna ruin that was the jaws of dental work <laughs> I just really that was that did it for you I can't I just I don't care what it is. I'm just like oh we're gonna num- I'm, we're gonna make it very comfortable I mean I'm yelping doctors, I'm looking at reviews. I'm, I'm making sure these people are true professionals. It, even with all that knowledge I'm just like you're gonna hit something and you're gonna paralyze me and it's gonna go through my teeth. I'm always hearing. In these, a I'm always hearing about these dentists that will
0: give you gas just for a teeth cleaning, but then I've never never happened once. Right? It's like it's like a masseuse that will actually then do a sex thing. You, <laughs> I never know how to get that thing going. You know, I've heard stories that that not that that's what I'm married now. That's not what I'm interested right. in. but It's a similar thing of like how do you say to the masseuse or the dentist that this is great, but you know what would make it even better <laughs> is if you completely gassed me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, I had to have that, and I got uh, I got a, I got a crown they got to put on there, because my tooth literally just shattered in my, in my mouth when I was in California. It just broke because the cavity got so deep, it just <sighs> fell apart. So I did the mature oh. thing. I did you the mature thing. A crack was it like. A- I just remember I was chewing gum, and then I took my gum out, and there's half my tooth in the gum. And I was with a comic, so I did the mature thing, and I took the gum, the tooth out of the gum, and I just started waving it in front of his face. Look, I was like, look, my tooth just fell out. And there's so much cavity on it, he was trying not to throw up while he was oh It didn't hurt? It wasn't hurting? No, because like, yeah. and that's what, the panic hits, like, oh, my God, uh, my tooth's out. I'm so gross. I can't believe that this is happening. And then the fear of, oh, I have exposed nerves. They're gonna Something's going to hit yeah. them. And, yeah. and then you're like, oh, good. I'm so gross, the tooth is dead. So... I'm just gross, not in pain. <laughs> I like that you start off your main panic is like I didn't know I was a hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hillbilly. Well, as you know, that I mean, you could the, the most defining look in the world, and the most the unfair look is everybody looks great until that one tooth comes out, and then now all of a sudden you're like, beard. Oh,
0: that's I I was doing a show in Florida one time, and there was two people in the, in, the, in the front, and they're they're both wearing sleeve. It was a couple, and they're wearing sleeveless shirts. And so they've got a lot of tattoos on. They were fans of mine. They're missing teeth in the front. And the one guy's wearing a t shirt that says, Fuck you. <laughs> And then they came up after the show and told me how much they enjoyed the show. Like that's he just thinks that shirt is funny. And I, I wanted to say, like, you know, if you're missing a front tooth, you don't need a shirt that says "fuck you." You're already doing it. You're already, you're already just saying that to everybody.
1: Hey, you, you lose that tooth, you go. You could be a bank president, but the second you lose that tooth, you're playing a banjo, like and, instantaneously. And how many
0: days? This is the thing. I feel like if I lost a, to, a visible front tooth, yeah. or really any tooth, this is where, how, where I'm at in my life. It would, I, I would be into the. Dentist as fast as I could to get that fixed, but yeah. these people are obviously. Well, we'll go to the comedy show, we'll get our kitchen remodeled, and then we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll see about getting another tooth. Yeah, that's low on their priority list.
1: I took me a good. Uh, it was a good month and a half before I went to the dentist to get my tooth. Really? Out. Yeah, because I was out in California, and all my insurance was through the clinic. And we didn't know how it was going to work out in California, so I just—I had no pain. I had no pain. The only real pain was every time I ate, I had half my meal stuck in my molar, where, yep. where, where the other oh. part of the tooth was. Oh. It is kind of gross. It's disgusting. Really kind of gross. It's really disgusting. I was very ashamed of myself. I don't know why they don't have a
0: do-it-yourself kind of a tooth kit thing. You know, they've got everything else that you can do yourself. They should have a, a little putty thing. That like a tire just, patch. Yeah, you just kind of mold a, a something in there so that it will, just
1: to last you till you get home. Yeah. yeah, like that little tiny spare tire. Like don't eat on this forever, but you can you can use this fake tooth for a while. Yeah, and uh, well, that's what they kind of did until my crown comes and I have like a, a I have a cap that's made out of just acrylic. My wife
0: is from New Zealand, and, the, and there was a thing that they do there that, that the, in the Maori culture, when she was, I think she was been a late teen, she was in the hospital, and there was a young girl there who was having a making out with her boyfriend because she was celebrating her birthday present, which the next day, they're going to pull out all of her teeth and relate, replace them with false teeth. Oh, wow. Like, like this is going to solve... All of your future dental problems Because you won't have teeth that can go bad You'll just have dentures It seems I, I can't even get into a frame of mind Where that would make sense You're pursing your lips right now It hurts, doesn't it? Just it hurts to think
1: about But I also know I've met some people recently of, you know, They've either had the... Uh, What's that called? The when you get the the teeth, the, the fronts. What's the, that called? The, you mean the veneer? Veneer. Like they've had they've had those, and they they, they and to do that, you have to basically sharpen your teeth down to yeah, points yeah, yeah. to get these things drilled into your face. Mm-hmm. But they're not the same thing as teeth. And then you always have to deal with the fact you're always gonna kind of have a slur. Well, and they they seem to. Whenever I see people. It's like a toupee. Yeah. There's a lot of people who have those who think they're pulling
0: it off, and they're not really pulling it off. Like, I can tell the whole front row of your teeth are not teeth.
1: Yeah, you can, you can have it look good. I've seen people, I had no idea, but then some people go Gary Busey, and then they just have piano keys sticking out of their face. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Gary Busey's teeth now. But if this was a higher budget show, we'd be able to Google it and put
0: it up on a screen and everything. But that's going to be my first move when we're done talking. It's to Google Gary Busey's
1: teeth. It looks like Mr. Ed, man. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. It's a good band name too, Gary Busey's Teeth. (laughs) Good jazz trio. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like that you went that way I thought they were going to be more of a kind of a hillbilly band. You know, like a folky yeah. Country thing, but no, I, I, think you're, I think you're right The jazz trio is a better way to go How are we doing? We're doing pretty good I think, on our time well, Let me see what else I was going to ask you about Because I did, believe it or not, I prepared for this Oh, here, I've written down Do you have any I wrote down fantasy custom van Because that is one of my fantasies To have this great custom van that's tricked out, like a rolling office that I can then live in if I have to. Similar to your idea of touring on the road with a tent and a sleeping bag, but I thought it'd be nicer to have a custom band. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's my kind of low-budget tour as a comedian, you know, when things really hit the, hit the skids.
1: Yeah, I remember a time... Before, when those, those custom vans with the carpeted walls and the, and the captain's mm-hmm. chairs, those were sweet. And now, all of a sudden, if you get a van, you could be a child molester. What happened? What, where was the transition there? I mean, those I things know. were sweet. They had track lighting. There's vents. There's amazing cup holders. There's a bed that rolls out. like yeah, I used to like love it. those things. I've secretly always still wanted one, too. It's, it's just the idea that you could be dropping somebody off. Yeah, I, could drop, I could be dropping my kid
0: off at school, or I could go on vacation right now. I just
1: Yeah, camping could be way more
0: acceptable immediately. But spur of the moment. You just have that spur of the moment option. Right. That's what I that's what I like about the whole thing. And also in the post apocalyptic world where we have to abandon all of our possessions and things go wrong. I don't know if you're a fan of zombie movies.
1: That's oh yeah, I'm of course. Or of you know, we go to that thing where it's the grapes of wrath and you gotta you gotta load up the family and start looking for food elsewhere you can hop inside the uh, custom van. Right, you could take. We could actually take a lot of our stuff. It wouldn't be like like that. Grapes of Wrath, or we're well, Granny sitting in a rocker on top you of the car. You put a dead lady on top, just to deter thieves. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. We'll bury her when we get there, and we're also badasses. That's not even our dead lady. Yeah, we stole it.
1: Yeah, um, I, my uncle had a custom van, and I used to just think that was the coolest thing in the world. That thing was awesome, and had all the stuff, all the bells and whistles. The TV—I mean, this is before like now. You have like TVs in every headrest now, but they had like a legit TV in there. And had the VCR, which probably took up way more room than it would need to. Now you've got these little flip-down screens that can have. Well, these DVD, now your phone. phone is a TV. You know, you
0: don't. Yeah. You don't need any of that stuff. Really right. To be, you can get a lot. You could put a lot more into your custom band because you don't have to have that room for the VCR. I don't know what you do with that space that you freed up.
1: Now, would you want like a brand new custom band, or would you like something retro, like a '70s? Like the 1970s, 80s. I had a retro bands. car for a while, and I have to say that's not worth. They, they
0: look cool, but you're you got to get them fixed all the time. You got to deal with someone who you know is ripping you off, but you but you can't prove it. You can't prove that they're ripping you off, and really, you're they're They know that you need them, and and you're you're doing better than them. You know that you're also <laughs> look. I'm not a guy who fixes custom vans from the 70s, and so you are. I gotta pay you. I've always, wanted
1: a, I've always wanted a Pontiac GTO. Uh, every time I want one, I go. I do not know how to work on cars, and no. I this will be a problem. I this will get in the way of things. This little pleasure I'll take out one day a year will ruin me in frustration. It, it will. I can tell you. I had a 1970 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme
0: convertible that I bought no in way. San Diego while I was down there working. The guy who managed the club, he knew about these old cars. I mean, this, was, this would have been in the 90s. And so he helped me buy this thing out of the auto trader. And then we took it to Mexico. He knew a guy and got it upholstered and painted and a new top put on. And it was sweet. It looked beautiful. But it broke down all the time. It had a a design defect where it would burn through the starter. The starter had this metal, uh, sheet metal thing that would go on the outside that was to keep the transmission heat from cooking the starter. But whenever... The starter would go bad, and they would replace it. The people who fixed it would just throw that away because they didn't know what it was. And then you'd have to have a new one fashioned every other time you had to get a new starter. It was horrible. I had to sell it right after I'd been Like, I had a friend who called me and said, Hey, I know you're in the neighborhood because I saw him towing your car by my house again. (laughs) And that was, it was over.
1: Not to mention the league, just the exponential improvement in safety... And, and, and steering and suspension. The, like, the, the base entry-level Hyundai Accent you could buy today is a science project compared to something yes. from the 70s. This I thing, mean, yeah. they are built... For crashes, they are built. Uh, they're built to handle better. Does the suspension alone? You hit a pothole. I had a '77 Cutlass Supreme. That was my first car. Oh, so you uh, a Cutlass Supreme. Yeah, too, it had a, uh, the bumper fell off due to rust. Mm-hmm. I was leaning on it, and it just fell right off. So my dad took a piece of a treated two by ten and cut it to the original shape of the old bumper. So you just had a piece of wood on the front of your yeah, car. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was the back of the car. Uh-huh. Uh And so he just bolted it on there with wood screws. <laughs> and uh, but I I'm see. telling you right now, I mean that this—if uh, I would have gotten any sort of real crash, I probably would have impaled on the steering wheel. But I love your daddy's a do-it-yourself
0: reach. Oh yeah, bears away. Chases bears. <laughs> <laughs> let you learn about jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, he's an awesome he's a really awesome dad. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Yeah, those car those old cars the engines are powerful, but it's like they're built it's as if they're built to get you into a crash. Like I wanna need to get up to hundred miles an hour and then hit something hard because the steering on this one that I had, it would it had a lot of play. Yeah. Like like you could do probably on a clock, like ten minutes sure. of Back and forth before you started to turn. So, if you felt like you were going into something this way, sometimes you would yank the wheel before you got it hit, and then other times you'd already be up against that thing, and it would go. It was bad. It was a bad. It was a dangerous, dangerous world. Yeah. I'm glad we're not living
1: there now. No. No, it's uh, scary. The fact that you can buy just an entry-level car that has like nine airbags in it is incredible. I think we're eventually, though, we're going to be doing,
0: we're going to just be renting cars on the street. Or, you know, you get your phone and you'll just unlock the car and get in and go. Or there'll be little egg pods driving around and you'll just get in one.
1: Yeah, I've been looking forward to that time when you just don't even drive. You just sit in the back seat and you say, car, take me somewhere. I've been looking forward to that forever. And I want that now. Uber? Do you yeah, yeah, I <laughs> Uber. we it. have it in Cleveland now. Yeah,
0: it's great. It's basically it. You can Uber yourself wherever you want to go. Yeah. So, I guess before we're wrapping up, let me t- let me take a look at my. my oh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I can't believe I wrote that down.
1: Um, I, have you ever bought any subscription razors? No, I've never done that. I hear it's a really good deal. Well, speak, This is the future now. This is the future
0: where you think, you're dreaming of being driven around in cars, and the real future is you just sit in your house, and they bring you razors and shampoo and cereal. Like, everything just gets delivered to your house, and the garbage people come and cart the crap the, you know, away. You just, you just live in your
1: house, and they bring you everything. Yeah. You never go out. My wife orders everything online every day. There's 17 boxes that I know I'm going to have to break down and recycle. (laughs) And then, how can she need all that stuff? That's the other thing I'm wondering. It's like, how hard are we working to get money to buy things that then we're just we're never really wearing out? But it's on eBay. But she goes, if I went to a store and bought this stuff, I'd be spending way more money. That's the excuse. Right. Plus all the money she's saving on gas. (laughs) Right. So it really is a bargain.
0: (laughs) I think, we're, I, think we, I think we're at the end of our, our time. Yeah, there's always a little bit of a letdown here at the end. In the post-apocalyptic zombie world, this is what do you think? This is my question. Apocalypse. Is it going to be zombies or Ebola, climate change, giant asteroid, financial disaster, or terrorism?
1: You know that's good. Those are. I feel like what you're saying. A lot of those variables are going to come together. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going. I think we're going to see. I would. I want to believe the apocalypse is going to be climate change, and I think it's already begun in a way. It's, it's not going to be an overnight apocalypse. We're not going to have one of those science fiction weather movies where right. we have giant tidal wave. But we are starting to see. You know. I mean, New York City's flooding. And when we have a hurricane, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, as we speak, at high tide, uh, water is just washing into Miami, like into South Beach. It is just flooding streets. That means that the end is near. Now, I don't know how near. It could be 100 years. It could be 150 years. Is, you, and you feel like we've already passed the tipping point. Like Oh, yeah. We can't put there's the no brakes coming on that. There. There's there's no no, well, we're going to hit the wall. Guys, we need to recycle more. That's going to turn the... <laughs> that's guys, could, it, can everybody get their car e-checked? That's going to... No, it's... We've done the damage. We're past that. Yeah, And uh, the I think the Earth will uh, will always be around. It will just erase a lot of us to right itself. I think it's, it's trying
0: to shake us off. I yeah. think that's what's going on. I think that's what's, uh, what the Ebola is about. It's just like, look, there's too many people yeah we got to do everything we can what do you got flooding yeah we got flooding we got ebola we got all of that stuff we're doing
1: now we're the only species that's been able to figure out how to kind of outlive these things but i think we're getting to the point where we won't be able to solve these problems anymore there's just going to be no there's going to be one option and that's leave earth but not stay on oh we're going to have to leave Okay we are the giant the human race is the frat party that needs to be kicked out of the frat house <laughs> i 've always thought that because like we don 't learn we just we multiply there's no we have no natural there 's no dinosaurs around to scoop us up we 're not running from any giant things. You know, what you're describing
0: is happening to the world, I feel like, has already happened in Florida. Like, you go down there. And it does feel like a frat party that's just been going on for decades. (laughs) And some people are actually in fraternities. They're doing it. And everyone else was doing that. They just never went home.
1: We're changing... We're changing environments with no cause. I mean, a perfect example, Florida. These these snakes, these these pet snakes, these pythons. Is that true or is that it? It is absolutely sale. true. So the Everglades are full of they're full of pythons, pythons that have no natural predator. So they just get exponentially huge. They reproduce and they eat everything. They're just crushing the environment. They had one of these uh, python roundups and they caught like a, a thousand, which is which is even a teardrop in the bucket of the problem. This is the funny thing that I'm always talking to my wife
0: about because she likes she's got a degree in environmental studies so she's always talking about invasive species so that's an invasive species but really we are the invasive species we are the we are. The people who brought the pythons. The pythons didn't just get there. It's not like a python accidentally figured out how to get to Florida and then realized it was a paradise. We brought them there as pets because we thought we were smart. So we're the, I feel like we're the real problem. Yes. I'm not saying that we no, you're need to right. be exterminated, but I'm saying we need to kind of wake up to the fact that we might be um, causing problems. Boy, this show got deep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm well aware of it, and that's why I think that it does weigh on my thought. When you asked about kids, I'm always like, what, "Do I need? Do we need more of me running around? Do we need me more of this stuff being consumed?" Like, okay, I can let other people do that. You know? I'm loving that you brought
0: it around, but here's what I would say to you: <laughs> Here's what I would say to you, Ryan Dalton. Yes, we do need more of you because you are one of the good guys. You're one of the fun guys to have around. You look at a lot of people who got five or six kids, and it's like I, you know. Not to judge, but, I mean, less would be more. <laughs> I feel like. I, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of people having a lot of kids where it's just like I think you're overshooting the number that would be optimal for the amount of more you. I was driving role.
1: down the street in uh, my uh, hometown, Lakewood, and I saw these two just awful people. And I, 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 they're just awful. I mean, there, there's nothing good. You could tell there's nothing redeeming about them. Oh boy. There was one holding a child, walking a child and then the, eating the, the a mom one was eating a the child. mom I ah! <laughs> was pushing one in a stroller and out of just sheer instinct and disgust i rolled my window down and went stop just stop uh-huh and my wife was like what are you doing i'm like i guess i'm heckling that couple over there i didn't <laughs> i just don't want to see them with more children yeah i didn't they, like it they can't stop though they can't they they, they won't they stop they love each other well,
0: you think about the amount of sex that you're having and then oh. the amount of sex that they're having That's the thing. They they know something we don't know. Yeah. About how to enjoy your life. No. You got to stop using condoms. Start having (laughs) sex with your wife. Start. I'm writing that down. Start Start having sex with your wife. Start having sex with your wife. wife. Unprotected sex. All right. Thank you for being my guest on the show. (laughs)
1: thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it now, where can people find you on the internet
1: i 'm on the internet at uh, on Twitter at uh, ryan Dalton. You can do that and uh, my website's the ryan dalton dot um, and uh, Facebook the ryan Dalton and instagram the the ryan Dalton and uh, just google ryan Dalton and I am the number one Ryan Dalton on the internet except for the guy who owns ryan dalton dot com yeah oh that and you know what it is it 's like a picture of a dog that 's what that 's what it is. <laughs> And I always miss that domain. I always miss it. When it rolls around, and and then they try to ask too much money for it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll give it to you for a thousand bucks. I'm like, you son of a All right.
0: So people can people can send that guy tweets and messages also to please give up your domain name?
1: Yes, and yeah, you can you can helpful. harangue him. And if you go to the ryandalton. dot I got a new album coming out. Uh, I will send you my old one for free in a, di- in a digital file, and you can just have it
0: for free. Great! And people can watch that video of you getting a yeah, real Fool. Yeah, the album. worst, most uncomfortable, really funny. practical joke. So thank you very much. Can I get the live audience who's now here to please clap? And thank you. real people. Really clapping. <laughs> it was a dream of mine. Thank you for making it come true.
1: Talk into the machine, please. I'm talking. I
0: can't hear you unless you talk into the machine. dot com everybody you know that you know that now you can get a free cd of ryan dalton you can watch some videos of his you, that practical joke thing is it's pretty good it's worth it's worth a look-see it's worth a look-see when you, next time you're near the internet of course you know the internet you know where the internet is everybody it's in your pants you know it's there pull it out take a look at it oh that sounds naughty but i think you know we're talking about your phone okay so get over yourself mom mom all right thank you for listening and uh, i will be here on the internet next week just for you i appreciate it do not give up There will be plenty of time to give up later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for following. Thank you for tweeting. Thank you for writing reviews of things that I did and coming to watch me do the things that I do, the buying of the tickets, the um, wearing of the T-shirts, the drinking of the cocktails. I appreciate all of those things that you do for me, and someday I hope to do some of those things for you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh,